0: The Pro Wrestling Vault. 35 short stories including Harley Race, Barrett Brown, Ricky Morton, Wardell Walker, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 400 photos from the independent scene. Get your book today by going to Russellville.com. Russellville, It's, it's where, where wrestling, wrestling lives. lives.
1: This is Max Castellanos,
0: El Chingon de Texas, here with Benny Perry. You're listening to the Wrestleville Podcast. This is Gringo Loco, and I am calling from Chicago, Illinois, telling you to listen to the Wrestleville Podcast. Es podcast. And if you don't, I'm coming after you, and I'm coming after your mama. One love, Gringo Loco muy fantastico go to wrestleville.com hey
1: yo what's going on it's the king fat boy papa wesco and you're listening to the wrestleville podcast with vinnie berry
0: to the WrestleVille Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and my guest today is Papo Esco, professional wrestler of seven years. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm good. How are you doing, man? I'm doing really good, man. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for having me, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, for the fans that may not know you yet, talk to a little bit about your career, you know, who you are, where you wrestle, and... and uh and then we'll we'll go into how you got started.
1: I am the creator of Rob the House. I am the beast from the bodega. I represent the bodega. I am Gorilla Ray Gordo, the king fat boy, Papa Wesco. Um, you can catch me every single weekend on YouTube and check local listings for uh, you know, United Wrestling, former United Wrestling World Television Champion, former United Wrestling World Tag Team Champion, with Danny Limelight, Slice Boogie from the Bodega. Also work uh, Blacklist Pro Wrestling. I'm the heavyweight champion there. Pro Wrestling Revolution in Northern California. Openweight champion there. And I work of other promotions that, you know, I just don't want to name because it'll take too much time.
0: You've been wrestling for seven years. How did you get involved in professional wrestling? What was, I guess, what inspired you or who influenced you? How that all come about?
1: So... I had kids young, so in about 2015, I'm with my teenage kids, you know, young 13, 12, and um, I'm talking to them about life, you know, adulting, the future. I'm telling them you can do anything you want, you put your mind to it. And I don't know what it was about that day, but. They started making fun, you know, oh, yeah, dad, whatever, old man, this, that, and the other, you know. And I told him, I said, look, I'm going to do something that I've been wanting to do so far-fetched to you that it's going to make you believe that you can do anything you want in life, you put your mind to it. So I've always wanted to be a professional wrestler. My intention was, as soon as I got out of high school, to go and find a school. And I, I already had all pro wrestling in uh, Hayward, California, and um, I was gonna go there, but you know, life got in the way. Um, I got into some trouble, and it just took a backseat. And when I when I got right, it just never materialized. So this was the opportunity for me to say, "Yo, I'm gonna do this, and you're gonna you're gonna find out, my children, that you can do anything you want in life you put your mind to it." So it was, it was a success, man. You know, they're doing exactly what they want. They're on their path to what they want to do in life. And after that, I just kept it moving. I didn't want to stop. So now I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it for me. So that's really where it came about. You know what I mean? Um, I'm a firm believer in anybody, no matter the age, no matter the background, no matter the financial status, nothing like that. If you really want something in life, man, you got to chase that down and you got to catch it. And I'm living proof of that. Yeah. Anyway, that's that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I always wanted to write and I started writing. I was about, uh, well, I started writing when I was in my twenties in my late Mm -hmm. teens and early twenties. And, uh, Got in a little bit of trouble myself. That, that, uh, that dream took the back burner. And when I was 40, I made a commitment that I was going to commit myself to writing. And I started with uh, MMA and boxing. And about six years ago, I started writing wrestling. And I'm already on my third book. So,
1: Congratulations. Don't stop. Hey, uh, side note, send me, send me the links to the books. Okay. I want to read them. I, li- I like reading all things. So, Absolutely. you know, I'm, I'm a reader, so. Let me know. Hey,
0: and I saw I was looking you up. Um, you uh, had an interest in world class championship wrestling, right? Oh man, I'm I'm
1: a I'm an '80s guy. You okay. know, what I mean, I, I like I, I just got real infatuated with the 1980s. The way they cut the promos, you know, it was just like, hey, man, you got to sink or swim. Go like you know. So they, you know, the promos, the wrestling. How slow the pacing, all that stuff like that. World class championship wrestling was a a big thing. Fabulous Freebird, um, Ice Man Parsons, you know the Von Eriks. Oh, look at that! Yup,
0: Yo. you're gonna you're Yo. gonna like my book. It's Lance by Chance. Wrestling is oh, okay. a Von Eric. You remember Lance Von Eric?
1: <laughs> yes, I do. I do. He he was the he was the fake one, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know he exactly was the who fake he is. Von Erich. Yeah, but hey. he... he But he looked good, though he had a good look. He looked, he did look like a Von Eric. Yes, and and the story is very very interesting. And that was, it was so interesting. Is every time that I saw him because I was living in Dallas when he came out, and throughout the whole time that the Von Erics were on top, and years later when I would see him on social media or on the internet, I'd always be like, man, who is that guy? What happened to that guy? And yeah. I I found him and, and, and started talking to him. And I told him, man, your, your story would make a good book. He hills will write it. Oh, yeah.
1: I can't wait to read that. Dude, I can't you're going to love read it,
0: man. Hey, Lance,
1: Lance Von Eric is held in the same regard for me as uh, Tom McGee. Okay. You know who Tom McGee is? Refresh it for me. So Tom McGee was... uh. He was a guy that just came into WWF at the time. And Vince thought he was going to be the next Hulk Hogan. Uh, there's there's an infamous match where Bret the Hitman Hart carried him through the match. And then after that, he just kind of fell off into obscurity. So, you know, he, he's, he's definitely one of those, uh, what do you call it, one of those myths. You know I mean? Those mythological creatures like Lance Von Eric that, uh, that you definitely need to research and kind of okay. know about.
0: Tell me who your influences are in professional wrestling. Uh, you, you wrestle with Danny limelight and uh slice boogie as the brother, Monega, yep. right. Yep. Any influences in your, in your work?
1: Yeah. So shout out to Danny limelight slice boogie. Those are my brothers, man. Um, you know, in wrestling, you don't have a lot of friends, and I, and I don't. But I, I got with them cats and just click. Love them dudes. But my influences, like I said, I'm I'm a I'm a old school wrestling fan. I like I I, I don't know. I gravitate toward the old school. So um, the Enforcer Arn Anderson is my all time. He's like my all time favorite wrestler of all time. But if you see me work. And you watch me in the ring, you know that I pattern myself after Bam Bam Bigelow, Stone Cold, Steve Austin. Uh, just just those type of guys, just real rugged, rough. You know, um, me and Bam Bam are are kind of the same body type. So it's like, you know, I, I definitely take a big influence from him. Bad News Brown, that's another one. That would be it. But my all time favorite wrestler, Arn Anderson. Okay. And then Influences, Bam Bam, Stone Cold, Bad News Brown. Yeah,
0: I like um I've always liked the, uh, you know, the big stature wrestler. I've always liked like guys like King Kong Bundy, uh, mm-hmm. Bam Bam Bigelow, Terry Gordy, you know. Um, And so when I saw you, especially in a day and an age where there's there's not a lot of big guys, you know, I mean, guys in the wrestling business today that are you know under two hundred pounds and in quite a few of them um it's nice to see a big wrestler, you know
1: I mean th- yeah, like you said, there's a lot of guys like Zach saber jr and ricochet and all them cats, you know big aerial high flyers uh technical wrestlers, things like that um i try I try to be a throwback man you know what I mean a throwback to back when you know where we was just getting in there. Punching dudes in the mouth and and just just getting real rough and rugged. I like it physical, and and I don't I don't half step on anything that I'm doing. So, you know, it, it is a callback. You're right. It is a callback to like Bam Bam Bigelow, uh, one man gang. Um, one of my monikers is the one man lucha gang. You know, shout out to Pro Wrestling Revolution for that. It, you know, it's it's like I, that. That's the style I like. And and one of the main things I like to do is take my style and incorporate it with, you know, people that have the style of like a Brian Danielson or Zach Saber Jr. or Ricochet or uh, John Moxley or you know whoever man you know I'm just I'm a student of the game and I just I want to be I want to be known as somebody that can work everybody so yeah
0: yeah and I th- I think uh, the Mystique about a big wrestler is is you want to you want to go out there and you you want to see him beat people up, but you know when when the big guy gets beat too, there's a there's like a oh man the big yeah. guy got beat.
1: <laughs> I hear you. No, you know it, I
0: mean? it's definitely
1: yeah. No, it's definitely like that. I mean, um, I I can lose at any point in time. You know, I mean the 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 reality is 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 we're out there to tell a story and how you tell the story makes it believable. You know what I mean? Um, if I get in there with a smaller dude, everyone's going to expect me to beat him. But if we tell a beautiful story, you know, and, and, and in the end, you know, Rocky beats Lane or Rocky beats Strago, you know, then, then it's, it's, it, it, it ends in a, in a way that people can not only, Um, believe, but in a lot of ways, you know, relate to you know, the underdog, uh, you know, like, like top. I don't know if like I'm a big, uh, old school movie, uh, buff too, so it's like, uh, Over the Top, where Stallone was, was, uh, arm wrestling Bull Hurley, that type, like, that type of scenario is definitely something that I love, you know, because it tells a beautiful story, and that's what it is, man. Wrestling it's all about telling the stories, you know, I mean, you can, I mean, everybody can Canadian Destroyer, everybody, super kick, uh, whatever, you know, dive outs, all these high flying magical moves. But if you're not telling a story to it, it's kind of like just, just monotony, you know what I mean? So, oh yeah. you know, I'm all, I'm all about the story, you know, tell a beautiful story, make it memorable and, uh, and I think you got some. You know what I mean,
0: right? And you know what? I grew up on world class championship wrestling. I think they did storytelling very, very well. You did. You know uh, what? What uh, uh, kind of give me an era of of world class championship uh, wrestling that you remember? You you said you mentioned the Freebirds. Uh, do you remember the Chris Adams and Jimmy Garvin angle? What What do you remember from world class?
1: I mean, I remember all that, you know, like Chris Adams, Steve Austin, like I. I mean, there's so much, that's another, um, I mean, that's another podcast to talk about if you wanted to just talk about that, but just like all, I mean, they had like John Tatum, Rod Price, right. like all, all these guys, you know, and they were all, t- they, they were telling stories. Not only were they telling stories, they were telling long-term stories. These right. were six month, eight month, one year exactly. chaos. Well, and I, I I I love that. I, I love that and how they just like they just bring like a level of realism back then, you know, and, and a level of, of of storytelling that I feel like we don't have a lot these days. And and that's, that. and
0: that's and that's kind of where I was going with that too, is uh, you know, back then you, you had the Freebirds, you had the Von Ericks, that thing uh, went on for a years. long time, yeah, a, for long, a long time, time. And, then, and they bobbed and
1: weaved people in it. Iceman Parsons, like they yes. they bobbed and weaved a lot of people in it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I think that type of storytelling is is lost because I was talking to a person half my age uh, here recently, and we were talking about wrestling and um, as far as the the angles and the feuds go, right? And he was. Saying, well, yeah, they they last about you know three months. They start up and they they next big thing. And I was like, dude, they used to last so long. And you remember in NXT when uh Tomasa Chapa and uh Johnny Gargano had that feud?
1: It's yes, I yeah. do. Yeah. Th-
0: that that they were they were taking that thing along. It was it was thriving for for quite some time well there was a poster on uh on social media and someone had uh, made them look like old men and yeah. they were like um it can go gargano 89 or whatever
1: I, I i love i love that yeah and and that's the thing like there's there's some guys like if you take two guys and you you long-term storytelling. Like they can go forever. I mean, think think about think about if think about if the Rock didn't step away from uh, professional wrestling and go into movies. Think about that. If he would have stayed and he would have said, "I'm a professional wrestler. I'm gonna stay here in the WWE." How many more times would we have seen Triple H versus the Rock? How many more times? It's like a lifelong story. One of the best storylines I've seen. In the last three years, was MJF versus Chris Jericho? If you go back and you watch from the inception of AEW, MJF versus uh, Chris Jericho, that was like a year and a half, maybe, of a storyline that where they where they you know bobbed and weaved in each other's like little branches it was it was such a it was a it was a it was a beautiful story you know and and not too many there's not too many storylines like that anymore you know so I,
0: I definitely agree and you know when you when you mention those two men mjf uh who is an incredible heel and then you you got you got the uh, jericho who is the master of evolution right i mean that guy has evolved and you talk about reinventing yourself how amazing is that how and how important is that for a wrestler you know and and are you thinking as a wrestler yourself like what can i do next how can popo esco grow i
1: mean yeah definitely you you always have to you always have to stay true to the meat and potatoes of your character but you have to be willing to evolve you know i mean when when i first started there was a lot of people telling me that because of my size i just needed to be a big burly like mean like person and um i'm definitely an aggressive person by heart i will say this the only difference between the king fat boy papa westco and my real identity is just a name, you know. Um, I'm I'm a, I'm very passionate and very aggressive by nature, you know. And and I've always brought that to the table, but you have to evolve in some way to where people don't find you stale. So yeah, I mean, from from when I first started to now, you know, people see like in, in United Wrestling, people see uh a very aggressive um Papa Wesco but but they also understand that I'm a baby face now you know and, and, and I'm 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 cool with everybody which which is it's funny because I never really changed my MO The fans changed me you know and that, that's really what professional wrestling is about in my opinion how these fans direct your career if it wasn't the if it wasn't for the fans if it wasn't for people like you writing about us if it wasn't for people like the fans cheering you know and just just supporting us there would never be any opportunity for us to 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 evolve to change and to be a different person you know so you know i definitely feel like um evolution is, is 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 a big thing no matter how big or small you have to evolve You have to keep things fresh. You have to keep things interesting, and um, if you don't, I think you just you know you fall by the wayside. You know, I I don't want to do that. So,
0: you know, you think about the evolution of a character, and I mean, right? How how do you go about invent you know reinventing yourself or adding another extension to that character? You know, because. Uh, I I guess for human beings, it's easy to fall into some sense of complacency. But a wrestler like Jericho has definitely found the formula of how to do that. You know, do you watch other wrestlers and see how they do things like that?
1: I mean, I watch everybody for no other reason than to, um, you know, be ready for the next challenge. Right. But I mean, for me and you, you said it, even in life, you know, whether it's life or wrestling or, or whatever you know you you definitely i mean you have to keep your finger on the pulse of pop culture social media culture the way the world's evolving the way people are looking at everything and you have to take that into account when when you're governing yourself in in, in this world you know and i feel like I watch, I'm a people watcher, you know, so I watch everything and I, I never want to stray away from my real, you know, uh, organic natural self, but I also take into account the eyes that are on me and the eyes that are on, you know, all cultures, not just my culture, but all cultures. You know, and 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 you definitely have to come up with some creative ways to get people to have more eyes on you through that. I mean, that's just my opinion. You know.
0: How long have you wrestled for the United Wrestling Network?
1: So I've I've been in talks with them for a little bit, but I really didn't get the opportunity to go there until uh, the pandemic hit. So around 2019, I got a call from Aaron Stevens, who at the time was the head booker and uh, creative for United Wrestling. And he said, you know, Dave Marquez has had his eye on you for a while, and he wants to um, see if you want to come through. United Wrestling has been a dream of mine. You know, I, I, I watched, you know, United Wrestling as an entity when it was championship wrestling from Hollywood. NWA presents championship wrestling from Hollywood, you know, and I I wanted to be a part of that for the longest time. So when uh when it came time for me to come, you know, they asked me, you know, what what are you thinking? And you know, the, the Bodega has been my baby since I started. You know, and and I you know, when when I was like, "Yo, we're, we're going to do this Bodega thing." He was like, "Who are you thinking?" And that's when I got with Danny Limelight and then later Slice Boogie. And now, you know, um, no disrespect to anybody in United Wrestling, no disrespect to, you know, anybody at all. And I don't I definitely don't want people to think I have an ego or anything. But I feel like, you know, um, when I when I brought the bodega to the United Wrestling Network and Championship Wrestling from Hollywood to now. We've become the biggest thing that United Wrestling has seen in some time. I don't have to say that. You know, you can go and ask anybody you want. You know, not not a not from a wrestling standpoint, not any professional wrestlers, but just fans, critics, you know, writers, content creators, whoever you want. You ask them who who the top, who the top of the food chain is in United Wrestling. It's not any champion there. It's, it's the Bodega. And I say that with all humbleness. I say that with all due respect because I love, you know, just, just to keep storylines out the way, you know, the, the work Jordan Clearwater has been doing with the World Heavyweight title. You know, Jordan Cruz just beat me for the World Television title. I got a lot of respect for that guy. He is definitely somebody to watch. And I, I fully believe he's going to reach his fully poten- full potential in the next couple of years. Midnight Heat, one of my favorite tag teams, in 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 this day and age, you know, um, uh, uh, Zicky Dice, you know, he's a good friend of mine, and, and he's uh, he's definitely holding that Heritage title down, you know. So so I got a lot of love for these cats, but you know, um, we all know that in, in wrestling you got to be a little selfish sometimes. So I would put the Bodega, me, Danny Limelight, Slice Boogie against any faction anywhere word for word, mic for mic, in-ring work to in-ring work, and I feel like we're 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 banging with the best of them, man, and when it comes to United Wrestling, we are at the top. I mean, you're going to see in a, in a, in a couple of weeks there's a new episode coming out where there's going to be a Bodega celebration. Who does that? You know? Who does that? So anyway,
0: that that that's all. How long have you wrestled on TV? I, I imagine you were <clears throat> on independent house shows and in have you been wrestling on tv longer than a couple years or longer so
1: yeah so 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 this is where uh my training comes into play i live in northern california been here for some time i I started i started training at pro wrestling revolution training academy in a a city called san jose california i used to live
0: in court Oh yeah, I know <laughs>
1: Cupertino. Um yeah, that's funny. Anyway, uh I started training there and um shout out to Gabriel Ramirez. Gabriel Ramirez, he is, he's been one of the most influential people uh for me in you know that in, in my wrestling life that, that I've ever um had the opportunity to come in contact with I and mean, one of the things that he did while training Was um, always tell me, uh, you know, we got to be aware of the cameras. You know, where's where's the hard camera? Where's the Roman cameras? Even then we were doing fight TV. We were doing other like little uh, sports media websites where they were streaming live content. So even then I was getting a a good education in in, uh, in in TV. Um, it wasn't until 2019 when I joined, um, United wrestling network championship wrestling from Hollywood, Dave Marquez, where, um, I really got the education because then I was dealing with Dave Marquez. I was dealing with, um, Aaron Stevens, who, you know, as you know, was Damian, uh, Damian Sandow in the WWE, like the education that he gave me. With um, knowing where the cameras are, knowing how to pause for a second to get the cameras on you so you can keep moving for the television, those types of things I really got an education um from him about Peter Avalon coming from AEW, and and just like getting that education there, the the education he's given me to this date has been invaluable. Um, Daniel Hill who um, is one of the head creative guys at United Wrestling now he comes from a film background he's been in several movies and he understands the 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 you know the film aspect the the movie aspect scenes and how everything breaks down the story building so like I, I've been very fortunate along with everybody else that's worked with United wrestling to to get that education so I, I feel like now, I'm more ready than ever to take that next step. So, you know, I've been in contact with the NWA. I've been in contact with a couple of other people that I don't want to say right now. And and if, 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 if I get the opportunity to take that next step, um, I'll, I feel like I'll be ready because of the education that I've gotten in, uh in, in how to, how to read the cameras and how to interact with the cameras and how to, how to, how to uh, just, just maneuver around, you know, that whole, you know, that whole uh, showcase, that whole production.
0: Um, Yeah. I've, I've worked in television production for 20 years, been watching a couple of your, your matches just this weekend. And I could, I could tell that you had a strong TV wrestling sense and that's, yeah. Well, you're welcome, man. And you knew where the cameras were, you played to the cameras and it yeah, it, it was solid work. Definitely solid work. I appreciate it. Thank you. And and you know, I watched the match with you and Zicky Dice, and I, I didn't. I never realized how big that guy was. I mean, he's he's a pretty tall dude. No, yeah, he's not taller than me
1: though. But he's 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 a, he's okay. He's all right. <laughs>
0: you, you know, when you when you put him up against a, a big guy like yourself, then you, no. you get to see how big he is. Right. But yeah. you put him up against somebody else and it just doesn't. I don't know. He doesn't. He didn't stand out like a big guy like he did when I watched the match with you. I was oh. I was very impressed with his his height and his size. You
1: know, I think he is is awesome. man. That guy, that guy is uh, he's definitely a talent. He, I mean, the content that he creates online and the shows that he does, all his designs and graphic designs and everything, like he's definitely doing a big thing, big things for himself. I got a lot of
0: love for that dude. Real quick, we're we're coming down to to the wine down here. Tell me, you know, Mm -hmm. who are some guys maybe out in your area of California that people need to keep an eye on? Some up and comers, people that are. Are really stri- striving to put out a good product and people who should be on the radar to watch?
1: Um, so, you know, obviously there are some guys that you might know. Um, Jacob Fatu, he lives in Northern California. That's my guy. Um, Levi Shapiro, who I've had plenty of run-ins with. I beat him for the united wrestling world television title at the um, at uh, at united wrestling and um uh, let's see who else man journey fatu who is uh, jake's uh, little brother uh pro wrestling revolution my 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 home and the training academy which is my training academy uh El, El viento he is definitely somebody to watch. Um, he's getting ready to be in um, the very infamous um, King of the Indies. That's coming back in November. Um, El Cucuy is another one. He is de- he's a big, burly uh, guy. He- he's a monster. He 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 is one of the premier luchadors in Northern California, and I will argue that you know against anybody. And I, I can't wait to see what he does. Um, then then you got other guys, you know, in SoCal, um, Honest John. Um, oh, Jack Banning. He's one of my guys from Northern California. He is definitely an incredible talent. He is uh, a polarizing figure and he's one of my favorite um talents that is uh that is that is close uh in my proximity of living. So there's a lot, there's a lot of talent, man. There's a lot of people, um, too many to name you know cuz it'll take too much longer than what we got but i mean those guys definitely are are somebody you should be watching on youtube united wrestling pro wrestling revolution west coast pro um you know and and, and on youtube
0: all right very good how can fans find you on social media papa oh yeah yeah first of all i appreciate you for having me on man i,
1: I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me um definitely love that a couple of things, you guys, if you want to check me out, um, I'm on YouTube. Just search Popo Esco, P A P O E S C O, Popo Esco. Um, on Instagram, it's Popo Esco, P A P O E S C O. On Twitter, it's Popo Esco. On Facebook, it's Popo Esco. On Snapchat, it's Popo Esco. If you want a cameo, cause I'm officially on cameo and I can tell your boyfriend what he ain't doing. And I can tell your girlfriend what she should be doing. Hit me up on cameo, um, forward slash Papa Wesco. And if you feel like you want to buy, you know, some shirts or whatever, man, you can definitely hit up pro wrestling tees and cats in Chicago are definitely taking care of me. I appreciate them dudes. Um, it's pro wrestling Tees.com forward slash Papa Wesco. So, um, I just wanna say to everybody, you know, that's listening here, I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all. If you if you've ever supported me, that is more than enough that I can say. And I could never repay you for that. And just watch what I'm gonna do over the course of the next year. We definitely gonna get it popping. The bodega's gonna keep moving. Gorilla Ray Gordo, King Fat Boy still gonna keep building. And um just watch what I do from here, you know.
0: Well, good deal, man. Yes, we'll definitely keep an eye on you. Papo, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you.
1: Appreciate it.
0: Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, man. Anytime. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast, where wrestling lives. Have you ever wondered what happened to Lance Von Erich? Find out in his book, Lance by Chance, wrestling as a Von Erich. You'll read stories about Chris Adams, Ric Flair, and Billy Jack Haynes, and of course, the Von Erich family themselves. Get your book today on Amazon. Tune in to the Wrestler Weekly Podcast, Podcast with, with Mike, Mike Leotis. Leotis. The Wrestler Weekly Podcast. Mike digs into interesting wrestling topics and, and conversation. Find Wrestler Weekly on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. The Wrestling Wrestling Weekly Weekly Podcast. Podcast. Ring the bell radio. Listen to J.D., Barris, and Logan talk talk about wrestling wrestling news, news, reviews, in-depth conversations, conversations and interviews. The podcast that we want to hear is you too. Ring the bell radio. We call it in the ring.